0: We're in a series called Greater Week Two of a four week series. We believe that God has greater for your life, for you to chase your dream. I want to take you back to kind of the, the theme verse for this series found in John chapter number four and picking up in verse number 12, John chapter four, and ver- excuse me, John chapter 14 and verse number 12. It says this Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things. Come on, all of our locations, everybody say greater things. Yes, greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And last week, if you missed last week, we talked about how God wants to do greater in and through your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, God's plan, his plan for your life is for greater. He wants you to have greater, to do greater, to have greater influence and impact. And we learned last week as we studied the life of Joseph, we studied his life, and we learned that one of the keys to living greater is you have to get started. And we looked at Joseph's life, and we learned that you have to get started. Listen, at some point, you have to move past talking to action. You have to move from planning to pursuing, from contemplating to chasing. You have to get started. And Joseph, his life taught us this. He, he got started. He had a dream, and he got started with the dream. If you missed last week, I'd encourage you to get online, watch the message, download it on your iPod, and, and just I want you to listen to that and get that in your heart. I believe it will help you as you strive to live greater for the Lord. Today, I, I want us to look at another aspect of Joseph's life, and this aspect caused him to live greater. I'm going to make a huge statement right now. Without this one aspect in Joseph's life, he would have never lived greater. Without this one aspect, this one thing in your life, you will never live greater. One thing, one thing. Come everybody, say one thing. Yeah, this one thing. If this one thing is not in your life, you will not live greater. And today, the one thing that I want to talk to you about is Joseph had the blessing of the Lord on his life. He had the favor of God on his life, the hand of God on his life. To simply put it, the Lord was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. Let's look at his life today and how we can live greater. You will never live greater if the blessing of the Lord is not on your life. Genesis chapter 39 and verse 2 says, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, and a lot of people will focus in on he prospered, but the key is the Lord was with Joseph, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him, God's hand can be such, so powerful on your life. The favor of God can be so thick and rich on your life that people actually see it. Like, what is up with you? What's different about you? And that was what's happening with Joseph. God's hand is so in his life, his master's like, what is up with you? I see something different about you. It goes on to say, and the Lord gave him success in everything he did. Who gave him success? The Lord. At 17, Joseph had a dream from God that one day he was going to be a powerful, influential leader. And then he was sold into slavery by his own brothers and he ended up in a foreign land this these were horrific circumstances that Joseph found himself in there's nothing good about your brothers hating you there's nothing good about being ripped away from your family there's nothing good about finding yourself living in a foreign land when you want to be back home with your family and the reality is this we all go through difficult times even people who love God go through difficult times. Even people who have a dream from God go through difficult times. We all face adversity. We all go through trouble. We all go through trials. And the one thing, the, the thing that, 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 that distinguished Joseph from the majority of people is the Lord was with Joseph in the foreign land. The hand of God was on his life. Is the hand of God, is God with you, is the blessing of the Lord with you in the midst of your adversity? In the midst of your trials. And then the story goes on to say that while he was in Potiphar's house working in this foreign land, his wife began to like Joseph, Potiphar's wife. She made advances toward Joseph. He told her no, and so she falsely accused him of rape. He was thrown into the prison. And I want you to notice what the Bible says about Joseph when he was in the prison. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, the Lord was with him. He, God, showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. The Lord was with Joseph. Genesis chapter 39, two verses later, verse 23 says, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Friends, there's nothing good about being falsely accused of something that you did not do. There's nothing good about being falsely accused of rape and getting yourself thrown into prison. And you say, "Well, man Pastor, if the Lord is with him, I don't know if I want the Lord with me. That's a whole other message. I don't have time to unpack that series for you right now today. But the Lord was with him even in the prison. And friends, the the, the reality is this. If you live long enough, somebody's going to lie on you. If you live long enough, friends, somebody is going to accuse you of something you did not do. If you live long enough, somebody's going to gossip about you. There are going to be some people that don't like you. Come on. There are going to be some haters in your life. Sometimes life can be cruel, but the difference between Joseph and the majority of people is that the Lord, the blessing of the Lord was with Joseph even in the prison. Is the Lord with you in the prison? Is God's hand with you in, in seasons when people don't like you and they're talking about you and they're against you? Is the Lord with you. What we all desperately need is the blessing of the Lord on our life. We need the blessing of the Lord on our family, on our job, on our finances, on our relationships. Friends, can I tell you, so many people are trying to achieve greater without the blessing of the Lord on their life. They they, they want to do greater for God. They they want more influence. They want more opportunity. They they want more open doors. But, but, But they don't have the blessing of the Lord on their life. And the blessing makes all the difference. The blessing of the Lord, the favor of God is the X factor. It's the it factor. It makes all the difference in the world if you want to do greater. It's imperative. It's not optional. You must have the blessing of the Lord on your life. Matter of fact, it's an interesting character study. If you go throughout the Bible and study the biblical characters, they all had one thing in common. The the people that God used powerfully throughout God's word, you find this one thing in common. The Lord was with them. It says the Lord was with them. The the Lord gave them the victory. The the Lord's hand was upon them. The Lord's favor was upon them. You study Moses and David and, and Joshua. You study all the biblical characters, you'll find out they had one thing in common. They were used greatly by God because the Lord was with them God's hand was on their life here's what the Bible says about the blessing of the Lord in Proverbs chapter 10 and verse number 22 it says the blessing of the Lord makes rich somebody said this is the Sunday I need to come because I need about three million dollars and that's not what that is referring to all right the blessing of the Lord makes rich, or or in other words, provides more than enough. More than enough love, more than enough peace, more than enough resources, more than enough so that you can accomplish the will of God for your life. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and He adds no sorrow with it. There's no sorrow with it. You see, our blessing oftentimes brings us sorrow. I don't have time to unpack that for you today, but when we try to do things our way, our blessings in life oftentimes come with sorrow. Friends, let me say this to you just really sincerely from the bottom of my heart. I don't know where I would be without the blessing of the Lord on my life. I don't know where I'd be without without his hand, without his favor on my life. I don't know where I'd be. Sometimes I'll have people come up and say to me, oh, Pastor Herbert, man, you look at the growth of the church, and you're an author, and preaching, and man, you just, you're really smart. You're really wise. I'm like, no, I'm not. I know me way too well. I'm glad I got you faked out. And I'm not denying ability or talent. I'm just saying, you know what? I know me. I know where I come from. Some people say, Pastor, I've been to Wewoka. Are you sure you came from there? Oh, yeah, that was. And then they'll say, and I know some of the Coopers. And I know what they're really sa- trying to say. I know the Coopers. You one of the Coopers? Yeah, I know them too. How do you pastor a church bigger Than the town you grew up in. Friends, can I tell you what? I don't know where I would be without the blessing of the Lord. It's the blessing of the Lord. It's the favor of the Lord. It's the, I need his favor. I need his hand. I need his blessing. It makes all the difference. It's the, I'm not talented enough or gifted enough. It's the blessing of the Lord. That makes richly has no sorrow to it, and people have a lot of different blessings on their life, but many people are missing the blessing of the Lord. People have the blessing of education on their life, and I believe in the blessing. Of education, There is a blessing that comes from getting your education. There's a blessing that comes from getting your high school diploma and your, 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 your college degree, your undergrad. There's a blessing that comes from graduate work and getting your master's degree and your doctor's degree. There's a, there's a blessing that comes from, from education. It can open up doors for your life. I believe in getting as much education as possible. There's a blessing that's attached to it. Then there's the blessing of hard work. I believe in working hard. I'm a hard worker. I put in the hours. I grind hard. I work really hard. I believe in working hard. There's a blessing that comes from hard work. There's accomplishment. There's promotion and, and raises and accolades that can come from hard work. I'm an advocate of working hard. That There's the blessing of relationships. There's a blessing that comes from, from being connected to the right people. Sometimes in life, it's not what you know. It's who you know. I'm a big believer in, in building healthy relationships. I, listen, don't burn bridges because you don't know when you need to cross one again. I believe in that. Treat people right. Do right by people. Because there's a blessing that comes from relationships. Relationships. There's a blessing from education. There's a blessing from hard work. There's a blessing from having right relationships and connections. But then there's the blessing of the Lord, and this blessing gets overlooked. People don't talk about this blessing, but there is a blessing that you can't get from your education. There is a blessing that you can't get from your hard work. There is a blessing that you can't get from having the right connections. There is the blessing of the Lord, the favor of the Lord, the hand of the Lord, that you can't get it from your education. You say, pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. That's why I'm trying to get it on your life. Because some of you are trying to live life without the blessing of the Lord on your life. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about because you've never experienced the blessing of the Lord. You have the blessing of education and hard work and connections and every one of those blessings come from you. And hear me today, you can bless yourself. You can live a life where you just bless yourself, but there is a blessing that only comes from God. And if you want to live greater, you want to trace your dream, you want to do all God's called you to do, you will need the blessing of the Lord on your life. Somebody just said, Pastor, quit teasing me. How do I get that thing? You're talking about it. How do I get the blessing of the Lord on my life? There's one word. There's one word that will bring the blessing of the Lord on your life, one word, and that one word is obedience. Obedience to God and his word is how you get the blessing on your life. Too often, people think the blessings of God are just random and unpredictable and something we can't do anything about. Well, God just blesses whomever he wants to bless. Well, well, that's just not true. The blessing of the Lord is connected to our obedience. This is so important to understand. I could take you to Old Testament and show you all throughout the Old Testament. I could take you through to, to New Testament and show you all throughout New Testament where God's blessing, his hand, his favor is connected to our obedience to him. I just want to show you just one passage of scripture. I could show you numerous Portions of Scripture today, but just want to take you to one in Deuteronomy 28, verse number one says this: If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commands I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth, and these blessings will come on you. Anybody need the blessing to come on your life? The blessing, the hand, the favor of God on your life. All these blessings will come on you and will accompany accompany you if, come on, everybody say that word, if. That's the key word. If you obey the Lord your God, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of your livestock, the calves of your herd and the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. If you will obey God, the blessing will come upon your life. Now, obeying God is not about perfection. It's about direction. None of us are perfect. We all fall short. So it's not about being perfect, but it is about the direction of your life, about the content of your heart, the character of your heart, the quality of your heart. It's not perfection, but direction. We aren't living in rebellion to God. We're striving to live our life, to follow and obey God. God, I'm not trying to live in rebellion to, do, to, to you. I'm not, we're not ignoring God's word. We're not just doing whatever we want to do and then ask God to bless it. No, we're sensitive to, to God. What are you saying? What's your word say? How do I follow you? Friends, it's so important that we understand that the hand of God is connected to our obedience to God and his word. The scripture goes on to say in Deuteronomy 28, verse 15, however, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. And the following verses just say the exact opposite of what I just read to you in Deuteronomy 28. If we don't obey God, the blessing won't come on our life. That's why it's so important that we are faithful to read God's word consistently and to be in church to hear the preaching of God's word. The only way that we can know God's word and live God's word is we got to be in God's word. we got to hear the preaching of God's word so that we can obey God's word. And it's humorous to me sometimes and sad in the same way. It's kind of humorous and sad because I hear people frequently quote things and they believe they're in the Bible. And the Bible says, matter of fact, I just recently had one of my family members do that to me and I didn't have the heart to tell him that is not in your Bible. And people say, well, the Bible says God wants me to be happy. That is not in your Bible. There is not a verse that says that. But you're living that way. Well, I'm just, God wants me to be happy. I'm going to be happy. Well, if you live like that, you're gonna miss the blessing. I hear people say, just follow your heart, honey. That's what God's word says, just follow your heart, honey. That is not in the Bible. The Bible says that our hearts are deceitfully wicked. That's what it says about our heart. Don't follow your heart, your heart will get you in trouble. Your heart will cause you to disobey God. Sometimes my heart says, I'm mad at Tiffany. I don't wanna to talk to her no more. I don't wanna be married right now, huh? That's what my heart says. Sometimes my heart says, I don't wanna raise these children any longer. So my heart says, Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes my heart says, I don't want to go and preach on Sunday. And somebody says, no, you're the pastor. Get up there and preach. I can't follow my heart. Listen, I'm telling you, you can't follow your heart. You got to obey the word of God. I hear people quote stuff like, well, God helps those who helps themselves. That is not in your Bible. You can't find it there. If you work hard enough, people say, well, God's words, if you work hard enough, you'll be successful. That's not in your Bible. But cleanliness is next to godliness. That ought to be in the Bible, but it's not, huh? I'm a germaphobe. It ought to be there, but I can't find it. And my favorite of all time that people quote, but it's not in the Bible is, God knows my heart, so I can do whatever I want to do. That's what that means, you know? God knows my heart, we got a special relationship. We're special, he knows, he knows, he knows my heart. I can do what I want to do, because me and God are good. That is not in your Bible. And if you live like that, you will forfeit the blessing of the Lord. If you want the blessing to come upon your life, you need to know God's word and obey God's word. Joseph had the blessing of God upon three areas of his life. He was a man that was following Jesus, striving to honor God. And the blessing came upon three areas. And I want these blessings, the blessing of the Lord, on those same three areas of your life. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I don't need this today. I could have stayed home, but I'm glad you're in church. You need this. Come on. You need, I'm good. I got the blessing, but you need some help today. Three areas. The blessing came on Joseph's life. Three areas. Number one, the blessing on your relationships. You need the blessing on your relationships. Notice Joseph, Genesis chapter 39 and verse 4 says, Joseph found favor in the eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and entrusted to his care everything he owned. Friends, can I tell you, Joseph is in, the for- in a foreign land. He's in Potiphar's house, a foreigner, and, 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 and God has given him favor with Potiphar. The Bible says, it's amazing What happens when the blessing's on your life? God will put favor on your relationships. It's a game changer for your relationships. It goes on to say in Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, the Lord was with him and showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. Even in the prison, Joseph finds favor with his relationships. Favor with the prison warden. I'm telling you, The blessing of the Lord is the X factor. It's the difference maker. Then we read in Genesis chapter 41, verse 38. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man? This is after Joseph had interpreted Pharaoh's dream. He's called out of the prison. He interprets the dream. And Pharaoh says, can we find anyone like this man on whom, in in whom is the spirit of God? And God gave Joseph favor with a king he had never met before. Favor with his relationships. Friends, what some of you desperately need on your relationships is the blessing of the Lord. There's tension between you and your boss. And the blessing of the Lord will make all the difference. You have a strained relationship at home with your children, with your family, and the blessing of the Lord can make all the difference. You have an important interview coming up. You, you have an important business deal that you need to make in the next coming weeks. Can I tell you, the blessing of the Lord can make all the difference. I want to encourage you today, stop trying to do relationships without the blessing of the Lord. Some of you, you don't know. You don't know what it is to have the blessing of the Lord on your life. I'm telling you, if you can get God's blessing, it'll make all the difference in your relationship. I'm not going to let anybody rob me of the blessing of the Lord, so I'm going to do what God says. I'm going to forgive you. Because I don't want the I don't I don't want, I want the blessing on my life. I'm gonna love my neighbor. Come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the other cheek. I, I, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut even though I want to gossip about you because what you're saying is not true. But I want the blessing of the Lord on my life. So I'm gonna be kind even though you're being you're being hateful. I'm gonna be kind. I'm I'm gonna be patient because I want the blessing of the Lord on my life. And I gotta obey God's word. And the blessing will make all the difference in your relationships. Amen. Number two is this. The blessing on your leadership, the blessing on your leadership, all leadership is, is influence. That's it. All leadership is, is influence. And we are all influencing someone, so we're all leaders. People who know God and people who do not know God are all leaders because every one of us are influencing people. And friends, the blessing of the Lord, I want you to know, it will cause you to get greater influence with people so that you can point them towards Jesus and Joseph his influence increased because of the blessing of the Lord I read it to you that in Potiphar's house the blessing caused him to be put in in charge of the entire house he increased the blessing did that for his life when he went to the prison, the Bible says that the ward, he found favor in his relationship and the blessing caused him to be put in, over the entire prison and then the Bible says he, he meets Pharaoh for the first time, interprets his dream and moments later, Pharaoh makes him second in charge of all of Egypt, it wasn't his fine education, it wasn't his resume it wasn't his hard work, it wasn't his connections, because there's some things that the blessing can only bring and the blessing of the Lord elevated his influence and now Joseph is influencing millions of people for the cause of Christ for God because the blessing was on his life there are some things your education your hard work and your connections will not bring you you gotta have the blessing of the Lord on your life and some of you only have the blessing of your own leadership on your life you only have your own blessing so you're always bragging on yourself because if you don't make it happen it won't happen and so you brag on yourself. People hate to be around you because all you do is talk about you. Everybody's eating at lunch, and then you show up. Like here, here they go again. We're going to talk about them again. Because the blessing's not on your life. So you try to make your own blessings. You have to because the blessing's not on your life. You always make other people look bad so that you can look good because you have to get your own blessing. So you talk about people. You step over people. You, you make their work look bad because you've got to get your own blessing. You got to use your own charm all the time, and and you got to try to make connections happen. You're always trying to work something, and some of it's not even good. Some of it's evil and wicked, but you got to, I got to work it because I got to make it happen. And you do when the blessing's not on your life. And the blessing's the X factor. It makes all the difference in the world. Number three is the blessing on your finances. The blessing on your finances. Notice what happens to Joseph. In Genesis chapter 41 and verse 42, it says, Then Pharaoh took his signet ring, from his finger and put it on joseph's finger he dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck somebody's like oh yeah oh yeah that's what i want pastor praise the lord the blessing bling bling ka-ching ka-ching i like it got a gold chain around his neck verse 43 he had him ride in a chariot that was a new car somebody in, in in today's time As his second in command, and people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Let me remind you, one hour before meeting Pharaoh, Joseph was in in prison. One hour before meeting Pharaoh, Joseph was wearing prison clothes. And now he is receiving blessing after blessing from a man he doesn't even know. A ring, robe, gold, chariot. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord was on his life. It was not his education. It was not his hard work. It was not his connections. Oh, I believe in those things. But those things cannot replace the blessing of the Lord. There's a couple in our church that God has worked in their life and the blessing of the Lord is on their life and on their finances. And I could tell you their story, but they do such a job, great job of telling their own story. And I want you to hear how the blessing of the Lord has impacted their life. Check out this video.
1: So when Marcus and I first um, began dating and then got married, he was he was new to the faith in a sense, you know, new to a personal relationship with Christ.
2: Tomorrow our conflicts would be like, a, you know, spiritual conflicts because I wasn't going to church or, you know, I wasn't tithing. It was pretty much just living for myself. Sometimes I would feel defensive when my wife spoke to me about things.
1: But I had to realize in my heart, hey, this is a faith thing. This is a a journey for him and Christ. And there were times when I sat down at the computer ready to pay tithes, and I was like, I'm going to just pay his portion. But I didn't (laughs) because I knew that that wasn't obviously something that I could do because it was a faith thing. It was a journey.
2: Pastor Herbert had that message on the, I think, three-month tithe challenge.
1: You know me, I kind of looked over at Marcus and was like nudging and looking at God like thank you
2: (laughs) and you know he was saying like if you do this tie challenge and nothing changes I think within three months I'll give you the money back and you know I I thought about it and I was like man that's pretty tough statement for him to make like you know he's got a lot of faith so you know once I heard that I was like I'll go ahead and start tithing at first it was a little tough because I'm like you know, how is it gonna affect my extra money? In about two months in a tithing, I got promoted to my job. And then, you know, I continued to tithe, and then a little bit after that, you know, we uh, purchased his home about a year later. And then Tia lost her job like three months into when we purchased his home.
1: The enemy quickly began to kind of attack the area of our finances, not from the perspective of us not having, but in our thoughts. And there were times when I sat at the desk, ready to pay my tithes, but there was just this man. Like I am about to tithe, good amount of, you know, good amount of money <laughs> that could that that could be helpful. Um, but but Marcus came, and I told him, I honestly, I said, babe, this is this is the place I'm in right now. Like I don't want to be here. I know I shouldn't be here, but I am. And what was so powerful to me in that moment in my life is Marcus was the one who was saying no.
2: We're gonna to continue to tithe. Like we might not have that much money left to do a whole lot of things that we wanted to do, like go to the movies. Like we used to, you know, buy certain things and stuff was gonna be tight, but we're gonna to continue to be obedient. Cause we know at the end, the Lord was gonna provide.
1: We never wavered, we continued to tithe. We actually even continued to tithe at the level that we were tithing at when I did have a job. And God, even through that season, continued to bless us. He continued as we honored him, he was honoring us. And I went and I prayed. I said, so Lord, listen, I need a job that's gonna allow for me to still be able to spend time with my family, that I'm gonna wanna wake up every day and go to, that's gonna build the kingdom, um, a job that would allow us to be financially sound, and a job that's fun. I said, and I need that by the end of November. I promise, this is literally what I said. Guys, that was in October. On November 1st, it was a Wednesday. I was pulling into the garage and Mark coming home from Wednesday Night Connection, small group, hey. And Marcus, I love small group. Marcus was at the door and he was like, and I'm like, what? He was like, I'm like, who is it?
2: I got the call for Tia's uh, new job and uh, we were just so ecstatic and you know excited. And it was kind of emotional, you know? But we knew that God was going to provide for us.
1: And I end up getting the job that is 100% without a doubt my passion. It is 100% without a doubt my purpose. And it is 100% without a doubt what God has created and called me to.
2: So now, now that I look at it now, it's just like I couldn't do nothing but tithe now because God's provided for me more than I than I expected. Like I can't explain how He's provided for me in my wife, and not not only like financial wise, but spiritual wise, like making our marriage stronger and better, making me better as a man, and my heart better for for other people.
1: I think about a parent-child relationship, whether it be good or bad, when your mama says, test me, you know, she, she means it. <laughs> and I think that of God, he said, test me. You know, it's not about the money that he's wanting. It's about our heart. He wants to know, where is our heart? Is your heart buried in your checkbook or is it buried in me? Just test me and see if I don't do this for you. I'm going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out so many blessings that you won't even be able to receive it. That's encouraging.
0: Isn't that good? So awesome. So good. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he has no sorrow with it. And Marcus and Tia's testimony is so powerful. And, and, and Tia says a word that some would say, what is he talking about? Test God. We don't test God. Well, she was actually quoting a verse from the Bible when she was sharing her testimony. And the Bible says this. Here, here's what she was talking about. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe, and that would be 10% of our income, into the storehouse, and that would be the local church where we worship. That there may be food in my house test me in this says the lord almighty and god it's the only place in the bible where god says test me because god knew money would be the most difficult area for us to obey him and to trust him with so he says test me put me to the test and watch how i not you watch how i put my blessing on your finances Not just your blessing of hard work and education and connection, but my blessing. And here's what he goes on to say in verse 10. And see if I, not you, because all you know is your work and connections and blessings, but see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough to store it. I, not you, I, God, will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields and, and will not drop their fruit before it's ripe says the Lord Almighty, wow, my wife and I do this, been doing it for 20 plus years, and have seen the faithfulness of God. Marcus talked about a three-month tithe challenge, and some of you are going, "What, well, what is he talking about? Well he brought that up, and I want to make sure that you, you know what he's talking about. In the back of seat pockets, would everybody grab this three-month tithe challenge card? Come on, everybody. Even if you're on the front row, say, hey, hook me up with one of those. Would you hand me one of those? I want everybody to grab one. I'm not asking you to fill one out. I just want you to be able to see what I'm talking about. So everybody just grab that card at the back of a seat back pocket so that you can be tracking with me today. Just grab that card. Even if you're a tither, just grab that card so that you can be looking at what I'm talking about. And Marcus brought this up and, this was a big part of his journey and story. And here's what this simply is. We believe God's word tests God. And I want the blessing of the Lord on your resources. Honoring God with the tithe. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. This is a money-back guarantee. You fill this out. And I want you to tithe 10% over the next 90 days right here at People's Church. If this is your church home, if this is not your church home, you need to do it at your church home. Now, you say, Pastor, I don't really trust you. We'll find another church and do it there because it's not about people's church. I'm trying to get the blessing in your life. So you go somewhere where you trust the leadership and you start tithing. for the next, Now, if you tithe somewhere else, we can't, we can't refund you, all right? Now, come on, I can say that now. So we can't help you there, all right? But if you will tithe the next 90 days and if God doesn't show up in your life, you call the office back and we will refund all of your money. So it's the money you have nothing to lose to test God and to watch him show himself faithful in your life. So fill this card out. Those of you that say, Pastor, I want to test God today. In a few moments, the offering buckets will come by. You just drop this tithe challenge card filled out in the offering bucket, and you test God. Because I believe this God wants you to live greater. He wants to show up greater in your life, your relationships, your career, your marriage, your dating. He wants to show up in your finances in every way that you would live greater. And can I tell you, when you're in the land of not enough, it's hard to be a blessing to other people when you're in the land of just enough and it's just about you and just yourself and you can't figure out how to just just take care of you 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 can't really be a blessing to other and god wants to get you into the land of more than enough where you got more than enough peace more than enough joy you got more than enough resources to live greater to be a blessing to bless other people god help us to live greater do more in us and through us for your glory the change we want to see first begins in me The change I want to see first begins in me.